So we all agree, yep, happy's good. We all want to be happy. In fact, I thought I would start out the message just encouraging you with some happy quotes. Take a look at some of these Instagram quotes about being happy. Whatever you decide to do, make sure it makes you happy. That sounds great. Next one. You deserve the things you wanted because you deserve to be happy. And the last one. The purpose of our lives is to be happy. Doesn't that sound great? A nice hand clapping song, those great quotes. The only problem with all that is it's not true. None of it's true. We're in this series called Believable where we're talking about things that we tend to believe that aren't true. You know, like, you know, don't go swimming for 30 minutes after you eat. That's not true. You won't get a cramp. It, it, I've tried it. It doesn't work. I think it's, it's some kind of parental uh, deception that was going on so the parents could have some peace for a little while. So all of us believe things that, that, that sound true, but they're not true, like those quotes. You deserve to be happy. The purpose of your life is to be happy. If you've missed any of this series, please go online, listen to the first three weeks to just uh, hear about the things that we've been talking about. And if you're here for the first time today, we really appreciate you coming, checking out our church. I'd love to meet you after the service. The other pastors and I will be down front. Just come down and introduce yourself. You know, we, we learned from a really young age that, that happiness is what it's all about. I mean, right in our founding documents as a country, inalienable rights to what? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So let's get after it. I mean, that's what our founding fathers said. Let's go. Now, here's the issue. I understand what they meant because they were used to living under this king that oppressed people. And what they were saying is, look, you don't, have to, you don't have to die the way you're born. You're born poor. It doesn't mean you have to die poor. If you're born on this level, you can better yourself. You can do better. You can achieve. And that's what they're trying to communicate. But we have to be really careful that we don't carry that into our relationship with God and our view of God. And all of a sudden, God becomes this cosmic vending machine where we put in the money and push the number and then we get what we want. I mean, that's how a lot of people view happiness. So I know it's guaranteed to us. Here's the problem with happiness. It changes. You ever been around a moody person? You're like, oh, I'm not sure how they're going to be today, <laughs> right? <laughs> Better be careful what you might say, because one day they love you, and the next day you think they hate you, and you're just not sure, because their moods kind of swing back and forth. Happiness is like that. It changes. You know, wherever you think it is, you get there, and you realize, oh, that's not that's not happy like I thought. It, that's not the happiness I was looking for. So I tried to think back in my life, and you do the same. When did you first start to hear about things and think about things that in, in, the, in the context of this would make me happy? If I did this, if I had this, if I experienced this, then I would be happy. So I thought this week, well, when did I really start to think about it? And, and I thought back about some toys that a, a young boy in the late 70s, you can figure out my age later, don't try to do the math. A young boy in the late 70s wanted that would make him happy. And, and I, I, I remembered a couple. And here are the two big things that I just knew. If I had these, I would be happy. One was the Evil Knievel wind-up stunt cycle. And if you're in your 40s, you're like, yeah, I remember that. Those cost like 500 bucks now. And then the other one was the Steve Austin $6 million man action figure with the optional spacecraft. Isn't that awesome? I mean, I can remember telling my parents, I gotta have that. You don't understand. 
You don't understand. I would take them a cat, the catalog, and kids, that's like a website, kind of, you know, it's a catalog. You <laughs> open it up, and, and there are things on there, and you, you flip through it, and you circle it, and you show your parents that's what you want. And I remember just saying, Mom, if I could have that evil can evil cycle, it would, my life would be better. And I got it. And I got, the, I got the $6 million man action figure with the optional spacecraft. And I remember going and showing my cousin down the street. I'm like, check this out. Watch this. And watch Evil Knievel, you know, do his tricks. And that made me so happy for a little while. But then that little wind-up motorcycle wasn't enough. You know what I wanted? A real motorcycle. <laughs> hey, we live in the country, Dad. I see no reason why I shouldn't have a real motorcycle. And eventually, I got one. But that didn't last very long either because I got tired of that. You know what I wanted next? A car. That would complete my life if I had a car. 16, 17 years old, go to the parents, lobby best I can if I had a car. You just need to know how much better my life would be. And then I got a little bit older and that, then something else changed. Well, if, I, if I could get a college degree, uh, that, would be, that would be huge. I need to do that. If I could go on and get, go beyond the college degree, that would be awesome. If I could find the perfect girl. And I kept thinking, this next thing will make me happy. This next thing will make me happy. But it changed. Everything's like the wind-up action figure that wears out. Happiness moves on us. So is it a good thing for us to chase after happiness? Is it good for us? Is it what's best for us? So we're going to look at a couple sections of Scripture that really reveal to us in our search to find meaning in life, oftentimes we get caught up in just searching for the things that please us because we equate, well, if I like it, it must mean I'm supposed to do it because it makes me happy. We're going to look at a couple of characters in Scripture that really reveal to us what this happiness search is all about. There's some Bibles coming down the aisles. If you don't have one, just raise your hand. Ushers will give you one of those. You can keep it, you can borrow it, and you can also just look on the screen as I read from the scriptures today. The first guy we're going to look at is a king in the Old Testament. He lived about 950 years before Jesus, and this king's name was Solomon. Solomon was really popular. Solomon had a bunch of money. Solomon was really good with the ladies. He had a lot of wives. Don't recommend that. That's really a bad idea, but he had a, he had a lot of wives. Women loved him. People loved him. He was wise. He was wealthy. Just imagine all the things that you see that you want to purchase, he could do it. And he did it. And then as an old man, he's looking back and he's writing down, this is what I did. And it's recorded in the book of Ecclesiastes, beginning in chapter 2. He said, I wanted to see what was good for people to do under the heavens during the few days of their lives. Some translations actually use the word happy. He wanted to see, well, what is it that's good? What is it that makes people happy? I, so I want to figure it out. And so he goes for it. He starts searching for happiness and he re records it. Here's what he says. I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs to water the groves of flourishing trees. I also owned more herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I amassed silver and gold for myself. I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem before me. In all this, my wisdom stayed with me. He goes on to say, 
I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor, and this was the reward for all my toil. So Solomon believed, like many of us believe, having all the things that I want makes me happy. If I could just get this next thing, if I could just do this next thing in life, if I could just have this next bunch of stuff, then I'm going to be happy. That's what he believed. I mean, it seems reasonable. If something makes us happy, going for it. That seems reasonable. But here's the danger in it. When my happiness is most important, then my pursuit of happiness dictates my actions. Now, this goes back early in this series when we talked about truth and where truth comes from and who determines what's true. And we talked about how some people believe that, well, each individual, they get to determine what's true. And if you believe that, you, you may be a person that chases after happiness. But when your pursuit of happiness is the most important thing in life, then all of your actions are determined by that pursuit. So if I want to have lots of stuff, if I want to conquer lots of things, and that's going to determine how I treat people, it's going to determine what I think about others, it's going to determine how I spend my money, it's going to determine what kind of parent I am, it's going to determine a lot in my life. But listen to something that, that Solomon said about when, when you, you try to determine the best way for you to go and go. I mean, that's what we've heard. Hey, you determine your own path and you walk on it and you go. Listen to what else this very wise king had to say in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end leads to death. Now, we've all done this. We've all made decisions that we were sure 100% we were right, only to look back at our younger selves and go, what in the world were you thinking? Are you crazy? Am I the only one that's done that? Is it just me? No, I think we've all done that. I think, especially you married guys, you, you, can, you, can, uh, you can verify this, okay? You, you, our wives, God gave them like this magical power or something to, to find stuff, right? Like my wife can tell me, hey, go in there and get that thing out of the closet. Open up the closet. It's not in there. Yes, it is. Honey, it's not in there. It's in there. I put it in there. I'm looking. It's not there. Well, you might have to move something. It's still not there. And I've actually said this to my wife. If it's in here, I'll eat it. And she'll come and open the door, use that magical power that wives tend to have, and pulls it out. It's like, you want salt on that before you eat it? But a few seconds before that, I was ready to bet my life it's not in here. So we have the ability as humans to believe 100% we're doing something right and believe 100% it's what we're supposed to do only to find out we're wrong. And Solomon believed the right thing for him to do was to start to chase after the things of the world, to start to try to acquire more and buy more and conquer more. He believed that with all of his heart. That's what he was supposed to do but at the end of the day, when Solomon was an old man looking back on his life, here's what he had to say. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. 
a chasing after the wind, nothing was gained under the sun. You hear that and you might think, man, is God against happy? Is God against me being happy? Does he not want me to be happy? Because it looks like this guy's chasing after happiness and you think God would want him to have it, but he gets all this stuff and he's not happy. I mean, didn't Jesus say, I came so you can live life to the full? Jesus said that. I came to earth so you can have a full life. So is God concerned about my happiness? Well, yes and no. Sometimes he is. Of course, he wants us to enjoy the blessings that he gives us. He's not against that. But there's at least a couple of times I am sure God does not want you to be happy. One time is when it causes you to do something wrong or unwise. Have you ever had anybody tell you, just follow your heart? Just, if you don't know what to do, just follow your heart. That's really bad advice. It, it, I mean, don't tell your kids, honey, just follow your heart. If every time just about I follow my heart, I got in trouble. I mean, who, come on, you don't have to raise your hand, but you know. You have followed your heart somewhere, believing it with all of it that you're doing the right thing, only to find out it was the dumbest decision of your life. So can you trust your heart? Is that good advice? Here's what God said through a prophet in the Old Testament. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? So God doesn't want me to be happy when it causes me to do something wrong or unwise. Many times I've had a married couple sitting in front of my desk having issues. And several times throughout the years this has happened. One of them, the husband or the wife, will say, look, I have this other person, I'm in love with them, and I know that God wants me to be happy. And I, if you said that to me, I'd say, you're wrong. You're wrong. God wants you to work on your marriage. Now, there's a time when I understand that in spite of the hardest, hardest work, marriages end. But for somebody to say, look, God wants me to be happy, and the way he wants me to be happy is to betray the commitment that I made. Yeah, right. Like, say that to yourself in the mirror. And hear how ridiculous that it sounds. So does God want you to be happy because somebody else caught your eye or captivated your heart when you're married to somebody else? No, he does not. I've had people say to me, hey, I'm gonna quit my job. I'm tired of this thing. I'm quitting my job. I'm finished. Well, great. You know, it's good to, you know, good to move on. If, if, you're not, if you're not enjoying it, if you're not being fulfilled, what do you got planned? Nothing. How are you gonna pay your bills? I don't know. Take care of your kids. Not sure. Okay, that's probably not a wise thing to do. You probably need to have something else lined up first. I used to work with college kids for the first 12 years of ministry, and, and they would talk to me about issues in their life. And especially when they were dating, one of the issues was the temptation to put sex before marriage. And so they would talk to me about it and say, look, but you don't understand. I was like, I understand. No, you don't understand. We're in love. We're in love. I was like, I understand. God made us to love somebody else. He made us like that. And, and when we're in love with somebody else and that ro- love turns into romantic love, you're designed for things to happen. But if you get it out of order, 
no matter how happy it makes you, it's not what God wants you to do. Maybe you're taking one drink too many because you think, man, this just helps me cope. This just takes the edge off the day. No matter how much you feel like that's true, your heart will get you into trouble. So God doesn't want us to be happy when it causes us to do something wrong or unwise. He also doesn't want us to be happy when it's only based on acquiring and experiencing. Here's the equation that many of you are living. Better possessions plus peaceful circumstances plus thrilling experiences plus the right relationships plus the perfect, experience, perfect appearance equals happiness. So if I could just have all that, if I could just live that, then everything is going to be great. Here's the problem. Everything you see on there is based on this earth. It's like the evil Knievel wind-up stunt motorcycle. It won't last. It's going to wear out. It's not going to do you for very long. You're going to want to move on to something else. Now, it's easy to think in our world that has so many cool possessions to have, really cool stuff. It, it's easy to think, if I could just have that, then I would be happy, then everything would be okay. And while it's okay to get stuff and earn stuff and enjoy stuff, you have to understand, if better possessions was the key to happiness, then wouldn't the people with mo the most stuff be the happiest people on earth, Right? If it was better possessions, so the people that had all the better stuff, wouldn't they be the happiest people? And you might be thinking, well, I'd just like to give it a try. You know, may just try. <laughs> but all you got to do is read the news. Watch the news. Are the happy people the one with the most stuff? No, in fact, it's quite the opposite. And if you base your happiness on somebody else, eventually you're going to be let down in one way or another because they're not gonna be on this earth for eternity. You're not gonna be on this earth for eternity. Eventually, if everything is based on just a person on this earth and they are your identity, eventually you're gonna be let down. If you base your happiness on yourself, your body, taking care of your body, and a lot of you do it. I see it on Facebook. You know, it makes us feel great when you post how much weight you've lost and, and, and how fit you are. And you post those pictures of like, you know, and it just, it just makes our day. We really appreciate it. When you do that, right? Did this today. Watch this video of me doing burpees. Isn't it great? I'm like, great for you. That's awesome. It just made me feel horrible about myself. I really, really appreciate that. But you, you can take care of your body, and you should. You get another 10 or 15 years out of it if you didn't, if you, that, then if you didn't take care of it. And that's great, and that honors God because God gave us our bodies. But if you put all your hope and dreams and trust in the way you look and fixing it up just right, eventually it will wear out. It's designed to wear out. Planned obsolescence. God put it in there. Don't know why, but it's true. Now, I've really got everybody happy now, right? Don't you feel good? Everybody feel great about themselves? Feel like you've got purpose in life? The truth is, Many of you are caught in that equation right there. You're caught in it. You may not even know that's why you're so unhappy and why life just doesn't seem to be working for you. And at this point in the service, you might be so uncomfortable, you're like, let's sing that happy song again. I felt a lot better, you know, when we were doing that. But you're worn out, just like Solomon was. 
when he says it's all just a chasing after the wind. See, happiness is based on happenings. When things are good around me, then I'm happy. When things aren't good around me, then I'm not happy. It's okay to have all that stuff and do all that stuff, but when it's all, your happiness is all based on that, it's not going to last. There's a better way. Wouldn't you want to know if there was a better way to where it didn't ha- you didn't have to move with everything that wore out or each new thing in life? You thought, well, if I get here, then I'm going to be happy. If I can just get to this point, happiness will be here. But that eludes you and you have to move on to the next thing. Wouldn't it be great if there was something deeper and stronger and more effective at helping us deal with the things that life brings our way? It would. And you probably want to know exactly what it was. Because you need to understand, God's not against us being happy. He's not against, against me acquiring things. But what he's against is our trust in that stuff to fill us up and bring all the meaning in life. Centuries after Solomon lived on the earth, Jesus came, then, then uh, Jesus came, and then the church began, and then the Apostle Paul, this guy comes on the scene and he plants churches and, and he begins to let people know about the message of Christ in the first century. And from a prison cell, after being beaten for what he believed, after being rejected, after he was threatened to be murdered, this is what he writes to a group of people in a church that he started. In Philippians chapter four, he says this, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Now that last sentence is a verse that is quoted a lot, actually misquoted. Maybe you've seen it on a, on a poster of somebody climbing a mountain or running a marathon or trying to do something or, or something that's inspirational sitting on your desk that says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Is that true? It's, it, it's not really true. I mean, this verse is connected to what he said before that. What can I do? I can do all this stuff. I can find contentment. I can deal with it when bad things come into my life, whether I have a lot or little. How can I do that? Through the strength that Christ gives me. It doesn't mean if I want to be a singer and I can't hit a note that I can start singing. I could. You wouldn't enjoy it. You would leave. You would think, okay, can you get the guy back up there that can actually sing? No matter how much I want to, no matter how much I say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Here we go. I'm going to hit the notes. It wouldn't work. It's not built for that. I've tried by myself. Doesn't work. What he's saying is, I've had stuff, I've not had stuff, I've done without stuff, but I've learned this secret. And the secret is something deeper than happiness. Because happiness is gone the first time you're without your stuff. The first time something doesn't go your way, happiness is gone. So where did he get the strength to endure and deal with all the stuff he was dealing with? In the Old Testament, In the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah was a guy that helped rebuild this wall around Jerusalem, and he was trying to encourage the people who were doing the work when they got discouraged, and he said to them, let the joy of the Lord be 
your strength. So if happiness is not going to do it, we need something deeper. And clearly what God says is the joy that I give you can strengthen you. The joy that I give you can help you through anything. And so joy always is greater than happiness. Here's a couple of things about joy that you need to know. Because if, if you've been in that cycle of trying to work that formula through your life, maybe you ought to try something different. Maybe you ought to try joy. Joy is independent of my circumstances. Things can be bad and you can still have joy. That's the secret that the Apostle Paul is talking about. The secret that things can be messed up in your life and you can still have joy. That's how you can see people go through a tragedy and still function. That's how you can see people get their lives back together and move on. A few years ago, my brother called me and he said, my wife has breast cancer and it looks really bad. And they're both followers of Christ. And through all of that ordeal of her now being cancer free, but through all of that ordeal when they didn't know what was gonna happen, they never got negative because they were not just going through a life searching for happiness that when everything goes okay, then I'm okay. They were going through life counting on the joy of the Lord being their strength. So when everything doesn't go okay, I can still function. I can still be strong. I can still understand there's something greater than all of this around me. So things can be good, but my joy isn't dependent on that moment of happiness. Next thing about joy is joy comes from knowing Christ. When God's spirit is in you, if you're a follower of Christ, when his spirit is in you, you get joy. Among a lot of other things, you, Paul calls them the fruits of the spirit. And one of them is this idea that we can have this joy that goes past anything we can understand that helps us get through any difficulty in life. So the bottom line is joy is greater than happiness. It's better to live with joy than to try just to chase happiness. So is, is happiness what's best for us? No, it's not. Because happiness is based on the things that happen in my life. And we live in a broken world. And sometimes bad things are going to happen and then your happiness is all gone. But if you have joy, you can get through anything that happens in your life. And that comes, the kind of joy that Paul is talking about, comes through knowing Christ. Now, I understand in a room this size, not everybody has that. Now, some of you, as you heard this message and heard me talk about joy, you're like, yep, I've done that. I've lived through that. When I talked about my sister-in-law living through breast, breast cancer and still having joy, you're like, I've done that. I've lived that. I get it. And you could tell us stories that would inspire all of us to live a life of joy. There's some of you like that. And I know some of you like that. Then there's another group of people in here that, that you know that you've, you've made this decision to follow Christ and you've experienced him, but you've forgotten and you've got on that equation that was up on the screen, just thinking if I can do this, and then this, and then this, and then this, if I can get all that in line and acquire all that and experience all that, then I'm gonna be happy. Because if I can get that thing out there that I've been hoping for, I'm gonna be happy. And you got it. And then you, you realize, wow, that, that didn't make me as happy as I thought it was gonna make me. And you've just forgotten. And you're tired. And you're worn out. 
and you have regrets. There's, a, there's another group in here that maybe you've never experienced what it means to be a follower of Christ. You've never made that decision. You've never accepted the love and grace and mercy that he offers to each of us. And so you, you, there's a part of joy as you're on this journey. I'm, I'm assuming you have interest or you wouldn't be here, but as you're on this journey to learn more about God, to move closer, to move more in his direction, as you're on that journey, there's a part of joy that you will never experience until you take that step and say, I want to be a follower of Christ. The beautiful part is if you're ready, you can do that today. We can guide you through that decision. In fact, after this service, we're having a baptism service. You can go ahead and do the whole thing today. We got it all ready for you. But some of you are thinking, I want that. Come and talk to one of the pastors down front after the service and we'll guide you through that decision. Because no matter where you are in your quest to find meaning in life, all of us have struggles. All of us have something in our life that can steal our joy and wear us out and make us live with regret. We've got a group coming up that you're going to hear about at the end of the service called Life's Healing Choices. And you've got to get in on that. If, if, if When you hear me talk, if you're saying, I want that, but I just can't get past whatever is in my past and what I've done. And you, you need to be a part of Life's Healing Choices. But I want to encourage you to stop chasing happiness. God doesn't want me to pursue happiness. He wants me to pursue him. And the people that pursue him have this joy. And then somehow that stuff that you thought would make you happy, you enjoy it more no matter how much or how little you have. But if you start with, I'm going to pursue God, not happiness, you end up getting the whole thing in the deal. So I want to encourage you to take that step to pursue God and live from the joy of the strength that he gives you to do anything and get through anything that life brings your way. Let's pray. God, thank you for just this reminder from King Solomon and from the Apostle Paul that, that you want us to experience something great in this life. And God, for those of us that are stuck and trying to live that equation of having all the right stuff and doing all the right things. And those of us that are just continuing to try to find happiness, may you give us the strength to stop and pursue you and your joy. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.